welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Paige Savage from the Connecticut Whale and Janine Weber from the Boston Pride. First up is Paige Savage. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Paige Savage from the Connecticut Whale. Paige, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Um, it's going good. Uh, not too bad. Excellent. Well, it's another week in the NWHL. We've got some games coming up this weekend, and obviously we had the game at the weekend. But before we get going into talking about the Connecticut Whale, let's get to know you a little bit better. So when did you first start to skate and play hockey? Um, I started when I was uh, around three years old. I actually started playing roller hockey first. Um, and my older brother had started playing ice hockey. He's five years older. So I started because I wanted to be just like him. So, um, yeah, I started around three playing roller hockey and ice hockey. So you started on playing around about the same sort of time, or was it roller hockey first? Um, I think it was roller hockey first, but they were around the same time. Did you have a favorite hockey team growing up, or any players that you like to watch? Um, well, I've always liked uh, Joe Pavelski and the Sharks, um, but I have always been a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Um, a lot of my relatives live in Pittsburgh, so it's kind of a home away from home. So so let's talk about your hockey career for a moment. So you represented Team USA at Women's Under-18 World Championships. How much did you enjoy that experience? Um, yes, I mean, it was a blast. Like, the team was great, and, I mean, it was a great experience. I got to um, go to many different countries with USA Hockey, and um, my first year we won gold, second year we won silver. So, I mean, that's like an unforgettable experience. And it was just great. Like, it's the top, like, hockey that you're going to play at whatever age you're at. So, um, it was always fun. Is there any particular place stand out for you on your travels that you really, really liked? Um, I really liked Sweden. It's pretty and I feel like that's a lot. Of, that's a common place that a lot of people go visit. So it was nice that I got the luxury of being able to go there with hockey. So, I mean, it's a great place to go and watch hockey. I mean, I've just recently got back from Stockholm when the NHL were in town, and and I would say exactly the same. I I recommend anyone that hasn't been to Sweden. It's a it's a huge hockey country anyway. But outside of that, I would hundred percent agree with you. It's, it's a very very pretty place to go and visit. So your college hockey, you played that in Northeastern. Anything really stand out for you? Um, I mean, there's two things that come to mind. Uh, my freshman year, we won the Bean Pot, which uh, for those that don't really know, it's it's like a huge. It's kind of like um, the league championships, but it's like the best in Boston. So it's Harvard, Boston University, Boston College, and then Northeastern and you compete for like the winner of Boston pretty much. And it's a huge, like a huge tournament. And, um, we get, we always get a pretty good crowd. And my freshman year, um, we beat BC in the finals. It was like five, two or five, three. And that was probably one of the greatest experiences. Um, and then my junior year, we had, um, never in Northeastern's career, like history, have we ever made NCAAs. And we, it was the first time ever we got a bid 
two NCAAs, and it didn't uh, turn out how we'd like it, but um, it was great to be a part of, like, making history and all that kind of stuff. Those are probably the two experiences that uh, stand out the most. Are any of your um, teammates from back then players that you play with now or play against in the NWHL? Um, one of my teammates, uh, Haley Skamora, actually plays on the Buttes. Uh, I haven't got the chance to play in, in a game against her yet, um, but we play them not this weekend but next weekend, so it'll be fun to see her and play against her. Talking about um, some of your time as it is now in terms of playing hockey, do you have any game day rituals that you have? Um, not really. I try to not, not that I don't try to think about hockey, but I don't want to psych myself out or like overthink it. So I try to have fun and listen to like fun music or I usually like to play soccer before games. Um, that's probably the only thing that I keep consistent. Um, I've just played, like, in college before every game, we always played a soccer game, and it was competitive. So, I mean, that's probably the only thing that I uh, always do, that and taping my stick. <laughs> Excellent. And, of course, you're you're with the Connecticut Whale now. You were drafted by them. You then signed for Boston, then traded to Connecticut. See, it's almost as if you're – your young NWHL career's already come almost full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be coming back to the team that I was drafted at, but um, it's been great. So, How do you think you've settled in so far in terms of adjusting from college hockey to the NWHL? Um, I think pretty good. Um, I need to find a way to produce. Um but other than that, I think, I mean, it's definitely a different game. It's a lot faster in higher tempo, and, like, there is only three lines, too. So it's like you're going, like, every other shift almost. So um, uh, it's a definitely different game, but it's, in the end, it's the same. It's hockey, trying to win, all that kind of stuff. Have any of your teammates given you a nickname yet? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that will come in time. Looking back to this past weekend, um, what are your thoughts on the loss to the Riveters? I mean, at the moment, they seem to be like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did lose, uh, I think it was 4 nothing, but I don't think that shows how well we did. I mean, it was just little mistakes here and there, but... I think overall, like, we played a very good game, and and we had a ton of shots. We just couldn't – I mean, sometimes we have those games where we just can't throw the puck. So I think each game we're learning, and hopefully by the end of the season, it, it'll be us winning 4 nothing against Riveters. So I think um, it's just each game's a learning process, and we'll get there, so – Looking ahead to this week's game, um, you're playing the Pride, who have just won their first game of the season. What do you think the Whale must do in this one uh, to bounce back and get back into the winning column? Um, I mean, they're a fast team. Um, they move the puck well, and I think that if we just 
fantastic to playing our game and um, capitalizing on like their little mistakes and that kind of stuff that um, we should do okay. Um, we seem to uh, like even when we're down, we don't quit. And if anything, we work harder. So I think that like even if we're down like two nothing or one nothing, like I don't think um, the game's over. Like we still have tons of time yeah. to come back and score. So. I mean, it'll be a hard game, but it's always fun playing the Pride or any team for that matter. So, Absolutely. Is it one of those things that you just can't wait to get to game day? You want to get through the rest of the week as quickly as possible? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just before we let you go, a couple of non-hockey questions. We know the league runs on Duncan, so what is your drink of choice when you go there? Um, well... I can never turn down a hot chocolate, um, but otherwise I usually get a milk iced coffee, um, usually a medium or small, but uh, even in winter I like ice. See, I'm a creature of habit. I'm very much about the regular blend when I have it, but I have to go a, a little way to get my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I can't wait to get my hands on some before Christmas because I do need some. Finally... Outside of any hockey-related item you have, what is the one thing you own you could not live without? One thing I own. Um, oh, uh, I mean, probably my car. <laughs> um, I mean, I've developed a bond <laughs> with my car. I'm in it all the time, driving to practice. I'm driving to a rink that I really couldn't get anywhere without it. So, I mean, I think that. I think a lot of other things are replaceable or I guess I don't really have that much of a bond with it. But I spend a lot of time during the week in my car that I kind of have to like it and can't do without it. So. No, absolutely. I can completely understand that. It's a, it's a form of transport. We all need cars to be able to get around. But... I just want to thank you so much for joining me, Paige. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for this season. Um, thank you, and it was great talking to you too. Great stuff from Paige. Now time for Janine Weber. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Janine Weber from the Boston Pride. Janine, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Hey, good. It's um, We've got the NWHL coming up this weekend. It's a pleasure to be able to talk to you. But before we get going on the Pride and everything else, let's get to know you a little bit better first. Um, obviously, you, you grew up in Austria. I mean, it's very, very different, mm -hmm. I think, than growing up in the United States. What was that like? Um, well, I think learning hockey was very different soccer is big in Austria and skiing and hockey is kind of like it's not that popular so I grew up playing with boys and basically my whole my teenage years I was pretty much the only girl playing on my team and then there were not that many girls on other teams but I think just having I was having fun with it so I didn't really think about it too much and then obviously college was something that was seemed so far away and I didn't even know how I would you know go about doing it so I think it's a whole different perspective growing up and playing hockey in Austria compared to uh, growing up in the U.S. Yes yeah, so for yourself obviously you're saying there um, it's not a big sport back in Austria 
So what was it mm-hmm. about it that kind of, you know, grabbed your attention? Like, this is what I enjoy. This is what I really want to do. Um, I think uh, just I started with skating and then slowly started, you know, playing hockey, like have a stick and all that stuff. But I think my brother started playing too and we had oh. family friends. And I don't even remember what it was that caught my attention. I think it was just I enjoyed what I was doing and, you know, kept going back to practice. So I think it's just something that happened naturally. Did you excel at any other sports outside of hockey and skating? Not really. I I played a lot of soccer, but just, you know, in a neighborhood with um, my friends that I could play ping pong and volleyball, but... I never played anything like on a team. I never played anything that I took very seriously. I enjoyed doing a lot of things, but I think hockey was the only thing I was good at at the time. See, I've been to Austria once, and I, I must admit, it's a very beautiful country, and unfortunately I haven't been back there. I've been to Innsbruck, Vienna, Salzburg, and I mm-hmm. really liked it there. I understand you're, you're originally from Innsbruck, aren't you? Yeah. It's stunning. Just, just yeah mountains all around and i think it was weird then growing up and you go to other cities in austria and you're like wow like there's times where you can't see any mountains at all and like i was not used to that growing up because all around me it was just all mountains and you know no matter where you went in my my state you could just see mountains everywhere so that was like pretty cool so let's talk about your hockey career for a moment. You played a number of years in the Austrian EWHL. How would you compare the standard of that league to, say, even college hockey in the U.S.? Um, I think college hockey is on a uh, way higher level because there's much more competition. Um, usually the, so the EWHL league I played in in Europe it has a lot of players from the U.S. and Canada that go there after they graduate and they're usually the best players on their team and, you know, people look up to them. So I think um, if there were more girls playing in Austria and you could get like more competitive practices and leagues and more funding, I think it could be be close to what the leagues are in the U.S. right now. But I think right now it's definitely the levels higher in the U.S. No, absolutely. It'd be interesting to see, you know, how some of these other European leagues progress, much like it is in in the US, and to see exactly what happens there. But just before we move away from the Austrian side of things, we have a question on, on Twitter coming from Wei Fun Guy, who who says, having transitioned from Austria to the USA, how different is life as an athlete playing on a European team versus playing on an American team? Well, I think for, for me specifically, like life was different at home. I had to kind of like figure out everything based around hockey, but school or work or nothing was related to hockey. And so coming to college here where hockey is like one of the, you know, your something that your professors look out for or now playing professionally, it's something that it was hard to kind of balance it at home mm. since hockey's not that popular of a sport and, it was not something that um, was connected to my school ever. So I think that's easier right now here. And I think another thing that's different is the size of the ice. That just right, yeah. 
playing here, you play on the smaller ice, whereas compared to the Austrian or European rinks are a bigger size. So I think, like, from a hockey standpoint, that's obviously different. Um, other than that, I can't really think of any big differences. Looking at another question that came in from uh, Brandon, he says, is the 2018 Women's World's Division 1A tournament what decides which country gets into the recently expanded top-tier Women's World Championship in 2019, or will a different event decide? He says, I'm heavily rooting for Team Austria to be that 10th team. Yeah, that's. I think the next World Championships in March or April will decide the winning team of that Group 1A will move up to the top division, so it will be in the top 10 teams. Yeah, I think that's as, that's as far as I understand it, because I think the way they've done it, isn't it? They've moved from eight teams to 10 teams where they've had no relegation, and of course there's no um, top flight World Championships this year because it is an Olympic year. So I think that's mm-hmm. the way I see it, is that the, the winner of the next World Championships at 1A then goes up into the, the top tier of World Championships. And I think that's going to be interesting to see exactly how that competition pans out, because going from eight teams up to 10 teams, I think that's a really good step. Yeah, I think so too. I think the more teams get a chance to play competitively and, you know, just a small step with two teams this year. But I think um, if they can keep raising the bar for all teams and I think that will just make hockey stronger around the world. Absolutely. And talking about around the world, I mean, obviously you've played a number of international tournaments. Where would you say is the coolest place you've ever played hockey outside the U.S.? Um, I think I'm thinking about Japan right now. We went there last year for the Olympic qualifications and two years with the Riveters. And I was surprised by how popular it was during the Olympic qualifications. The rink was sold out when Japan played and I didn't realize how popular of a sport it was there. And I think Belarus was another very interesting country that I got to play in just because it's so different from the rest of Europe and the US. One final question has come in from one of your uh, former teammates, Rebecca Russo, who says, do you miss sitting next to me in the locker room? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, definitely. I think we didn't have a practice where we were laughing really hard at something Russo did or someone else did. So I think <laughs> I definitely miss sitting next to her and the wall on the other side. So... <laughs> A big shout out to Russo for asking that question. Outside of, of Rebecca, obviously, it's asked that question. Who have been some of your favorite teammates you've played with in the league so far? Um, let me think. There's a lot of this. A lot of them. It's very hard. I think. Well, Kira Dossel, who was my roommate the last few years, she's obviously we've been teammates for I think six, seven, or eight years now. So she's definitely someone. Um, who I always have a good time with, I think. Uh, that's a really hard question. Beth Hanrahan, definitely one of my favorites. I played with her at Providence College, and then the first year uh, in New York, she's just, <laughs> I think, one of the funniest people I know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great players on the team in Boston, too. Um, someone who makes everyone laugh is Getty. Yeah. Um, Marissa Getman, she always... I don't know, she always knows what to say and make everyone laugh. So I think, and there's been so many other 
great teammates that I can't even start to name all of them. You've touched on the pride there. You joined them this season. Last weekend, got the very first victory coming out of the break. What was your general thoughts on that game? Because you've got that win on the board now. I think it was probably the best game I've played so far. And I think during the last four games, we came closer to that first win with every game. We had a few uh, one-goal games that we lost. We lost in a shootout. So I think we felt like we were very far away from that first win. It just we couldn't put like 60 minutes together. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a relief to get the first win. Um, just makes everything a little easier going forward. Absolutely. And of course, looking forward, you've got the whale this weekend. What do you think are some of the keys to that game to ensure you continue those winning ways? Um, I think we have to keep taking a lot of shots. And I think we were up against the whale three to one three weeks ago. And then last in a shootout, I think it's just important for us to play the full game. And um, I think we're just have to be um, aware of, you know, some of their players and just think if we keep playing the way we've been playing, it'll be a good game. For now, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me, Janine, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you. Excellent stuff there from Janine, and that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Catherine and Janine for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.